Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we closed last week's broadcast, we were talking about the need for couples to pray together. Doctors Les and Leslie Parrott say that no amount of being religious can make up for the time couples spend in shared prayer. But if prayer is so good for a marriage, why don't most couples do it? Because it's not easy. Praying makes us vulnerable, and any time we let our guards down, even with our spouse, it can be threatening. This is especially true for men. After all, our partner knows firsthand what we are really like. He or she sees us when nobody else is watching. So how can I be completely candid before God with my partner listening in? How can I express my true hopes and fears, my pain, and the sin that grips me? No wonder couples opt out of prayer. The price of its vulnerability seems too high. Many times, couples fall into the trap of preaching through their prayers and subtly jabbing each other with their good intentions. There are many different ways to pray together. If you're just beginning, just pray a prayer of thanksgiving, that's all. Rather than trying to pray about your needs or difficulties, simply give thanks to God. Occasionally, you may want to say the Lord's Prayer together. And if silence doesn't bother you, just initiate a time of silent prayer together or a time of listening to God or maybe even a time of brief sentence prayers. For several years, my wife and I closed out each day this way. We bought a couple's devotional book where the daily devotional wouldn't take more than about five minutes to read. One of us would read the devotional for that day and the other one would pray. The next night, we altered who read and who prayed, and we found this to be a very meaningful thing for us. We've talked about how each of us has a different personality type. It's important to understand how both you and your partner love God. In Gary Thomas's book, Sacred Pathways, he describes nine ways we tend to relate to God. Listen as I give you Gary's description for each of them. Rank the top two or three styles that fit you best. Then try to predict your partner's pathways. I know trying to do this while listening to the radio will be difficult, so if you would like to have this listing, just email your request to pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org and I'll send them to you. Here they are, though, so you can begin to even think about this whole concept. The traditionalist. They love God through rituals, sacraments, and symbols throughout the year. The visionary. They love God by dreaming a great dream to accomplish great things. The socialite. They love God best around other people, confiding in them and being accountable to them. The intellectual seeks God with his or her mind by considering a new theological concept. The caregiver. They love God by being compassionate and loving others, even if it means significant sacrifice. 
the activist. They are at war with injustice and love God by fighting it. The naturalist. They feel closest to God in the out-of-doors in the midst of creation. The worshiper. They are inspired by joyful celebration and music. Remember, how you and your partner show love to God in the most meaningful ways may be different for each of you. Well, before we continue with today's broadcast, I want to talk to you about something new that I have put together for couples. It's called the Mum Three-Step Connection Plan. You know, married couples talk, but they talk about the weather, their jobs, who's going to the store, who's picking up the kids, etc. They seem to only talk about their relationship when they are having problems. When this is the case, as it is in most marriages, couples begin to drift apart and literally end up living alone together. The Mum Three-Step Connection Plan gives you a common-sense, structured approach to address this issue. The couples who have been piloting this program have had tremendous results. To learn more about this program, go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and on the home page, click on the Click to See How button. This will take you to a page where you can watch a video that I did that explains the program in detail and how to best apply it to your marriage relationship. The true connection that we all desire does not just happen. We have to be intentional, and this plan will be a great help to you. I want to shift gears now and introduce you to Dr. Willard F. Harley, Jr., In 1986, he published his signature book, His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage. This bestseller has been translated into 22 languages and has sold more than 3 million copies worldwide. Another of his works is titled Love Busters, Protecting Your Marriage from Habits that Destroy Romantic Love. The emphasis of Dr. Harley's work is in helping couples identify their emotional needs and how these can be met within the marriage relationship. If you'd like a copy of Dr. Harley's Emotional Needs Questionnaire, simply email me at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org and I'll send you a copy. We're going to spend the next few weeks looking at Dr. Harley's work. Over the years as a counselor specializing in marital relationships, Dr. Harley has asked the following question. What could your spouse do for you that would make you the happiest? He's then taken the answers and classified most of the responses into ten emotional needs. Admiration, affection, conversation, domestic support, family commitment, financial support, honesty and openness, physical attractiveness, recreational companionship, and sexual fulfillment. Obviously, the way to keep a husband and wife happily married is for each of them to meet the needs that are most important to the other. Sounds easy, right? But it turns out that it's not. What Dr. Harley found was that nearly every time he asked couples to list their needs according to their priority, men listed them one way and women the opposite way. Of the ten basic emotional needs, 
The five listed as most important by men were usually the five least important for women and vice versa. No wonder husbands and wives have so much difficulty meeting each other's needs. They are willing to do for each other what they appreciate the most, but it turns out that their efforts are misdirected because what they appreciate most, their spouses appreciate the least. Remember, as we have said before, every person is unique. While men on the average pick a particular five emotional needs as their most important, and women on the average pick another five, any individual can and does pick any combination of the basic ten. Remember, you aren't married to Mr. Average Man or Mrs. Average Woman. You're married to a very specific one. That's why it's very important that you and your spouse identify the combination of needs that are unique to your marriage. By learning to understand yourself and your spouse as totally unique people with particular emotional needs, you can identify your needs and communicate them to each other. Dr. Harley's Emotional Needs Questionnaire will assist you in doing this. And again, if you'd like a copy, just email me at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. After each other's five most important emotional needs have been identified, the next step is to become an expert in meeting your spouse's needs. Now that doesn't mean painfully gritting your teeth and making the best of something you hate. As Dr. Harley says, one spouse should never suffer to meet the emotional needs of the other. Instead, it means learning how to enjoy meeting emotional needs that are low on your list of priorities. Over the next several weeks, we're going to help you do that. Dr. Harley says that when spouses fail to meet each other's most important emotional needs, they tend to choose the same pattern to satisfy their unmet needs, the extramarital affair. People wander into affairs with astonishing regularity in spite of whatever strong moral or religious convictions they may hold. Why? When a spouse lacks fulfillment of any of the basic needs, it creates a thirst that must be quenched. If changes do not take place within the marriage to care for that need, the individual will face the powerful temptation to fill it outside of marriage. If we are to make our marriages a fair proof, we cannot hide our heads in the sand. The spouse who believes his or her partner is different and despite unmet needs would never take part in an affair may be in for a devastating shock someday. Instead, we need to understand the warning signs that an affair could happen, how such liaisons begin, and how to strengthen the weak areas of a marriage in the face of such a relationship. Well, how do affairs usually start? An affair usually begins as a friendship. It may be someone from those you both consider your best friends. Or it may be someone you have met at work, at church, or at a community function. Conversation draws you together. At first, you talk about various topics of interest, but over time you begin to share personal problems with each other. As you spend time together, you discuss more intimate problems, and eventually the problems you discuss reflect unmet emotional needs. 
As your friendship deepens, you start giving each other mutual support and encouragement, especially in regard to your unmet needs. Life is difficult. Many people become disillusioned about the way their lives are turning out. When they find someone encouraging and supportive, the attraction toward that other person acts as a powerful magnet. But the attraction isn't logical. It's emotional. Well, our time is gone for today. And again, as always, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible teaching and believing churches here in the Treasure Valley. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.